book two the island adventurers chapter five of the book of missionary heroes this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the book of missionary heroes by basil matthews chapter five the adventurous ship the duff date of incident seventeen ninety six a ship crept quietly down the river thames on an ebb tide she was slipping out from the river into the estuary when suddenly a challenge rang out across the grey water what ship is that the duff was the answer that came back from the little ship whose captain had passed through a hundred hairbreadth escapes in his life but was now starting on the strangest adventure of them all whither bound came the challenge again from the man-o-war that had hailed them otaheite came the answer which would startle the government officer for tahiti as we now call it was many thousands of miles away in the heart of the south pacific ocean indeed it had only been discovered by captain cook twenty-eight years earlier in seventeen sixty eight the duff was a small sailing-ship such as one of our american ocean liners of to-day could put into her dining saloon what cargo the question came again from the officer on the man-o-war missionaries and provisions was captain wilson's answer the man-o-war captain was puzzled he did not know what strange beings might be meant by missionaries he was suspicious were they pirates perhaps in disguise we can understand how curious it would sound to him when we remember that although wilfred and augustine and columbia had gone to britain as missionaries over a thousand years before the duff started down the thames no cargo of missionaries had ever before sailed from the north sea islands of britain to the savages of other islands like the south sea islands there was a hurried order and a scurry on board the government ship a boat was let down into the thames and half a dozen sailors tumbled into her and rowed to the duff what did the officer find he was met at the rail by a man who had been through scores of adventures captain wilson the son of the captain of a newcastle collier wilson had grown up a daredevil sailor-boy he enlisted as a soldier in the american war became captain of a vessel trading with india and was then captured and imprisoned by the french in india he escaped from prison by climbing a great wall and dropping down forty feet on the other side he plunged into a river full of alligators and swam across escaping the jaws of alligators only to be captured on the other bank by indians chained and made to march barefoot for five hundred miles then he was thrust into hyder ali's loathsome prison starved and loaded with irons and at last at the end of two years was set free this was the daring hero who had now undertaken to captain the little duff across the oceans of the world to the south seas with captain wilson the man-o-war officer found also six carpenters two shoemakers two bricklayers two sailors two smiths two weavers a surgeon a hatter a shopkeeper a cotton factor a cabinet-maker a draper a harness-maker a tin-worker a butcher and four ministers but they were all of them missionaries with them were six children all up and down the english channel french frigates sailed like hawks waiting to pounce upon their prey for england was at war with france in those days so for five weary weeks the duff anchored in the roadstead of spithead till as one of the fleet of fifty-seven vessels she could sail down the channel and across the bay of biscay protected by british men-o-war 
safely clear of the french cruisers the duff held on alone till the cloud-capped mountain heights of madeira hove in sight across the atlantic she stood for the intention was to sail round south america into the pacific but on trying to round the cape horn the duff met such violent gales that captain wilson turned her in her tracks and headed back across the atlantic for the cape of good hope week after week for thousands and thousands of miles she sailed she had travelled from rio de janeiro over ten thousand miles and had only sighted a single sail a longer journey than any ship had ever sailed without seeing land shall we see the island to-day the boys on board would ask captain wilson day after day he shook his head but one night he said if the wind holds good to-night we shall see an island in the morning but not the island we shall stop land ho shouted a sailor from the masthead in the morning and sure enough they saw away to the horizon like a cloud on the edge of the sea the island of tubanai as they passed tubanai the wind rose and howled through the rigging it tore at the sail of the duff and the great pacific waves rolled swiftly by rushing and hissing along the sides of the little ship and tossing her on their foaming crests but she weathered the storm and as the wind dropped and they looked ahead they saw cutting into the skyline the mountain tops of tahiti it was saturday night when the island came in sight early on the sunday morning by seven o'clock the duff swung round under a gentle breeze into matavai bay and dropped anchor but before she could even anchor the whole bay had become alive with tahitians they thronged the beach and leaping into canoes sent them skimming across the bay to the ship captain wilson scanning the canoes swiftly and anxiously saw with relief that the men were not armed but the missionaries were startled when the savages climbed up the sides of the ship and with wondering eyes rolling in their wild heads peered over the rail of the deck they then leaped on board and began dancing like mad on the deck with their bare feet from the canoes the tahitians hauled up pigs fowl fish bananas and held them for the white men to buy but captain wilson and all his company would not buy on that day for it was sunday the missionaries gathered together on deck to hold their sunday morning service the tahitians stopped dancing and looked on with amazement as the company of white men with their children knelt to pray and then read from the bible the tahitians could not understand this strange worship with no god that could be seen but when the white fathers and mothers and children sang the savages stood around with wonder and delight on their faces as they listened to the strange and beautiful sounds but the startling events of the day were not over for out from the beach came a canoe across the bay and in it two swedish sailors named like some fishermen of long ago peter and andrew these white men knew some english but lived not as christians but as the natives lived and after them came a great and aged chief named hamanamane this great chief went up to the chief of the ship captain wilson and called out to him tessio they did not know what this meant till peter the swede explained that hamanamane wished to be the brother the troth friend of captain wilson they were even to change names captain wilson would be called hamanamane and hamanamane would be called wilson so captain wilson said tassio and he and the chief who was always high priest of the gods of tahiti were brothers captain wilson said to hamanamane through peter who translated each to the other 
we wish to come and live in this island hamanemane said that he would speak to the king and queen of tahiti about it so he got down again over the side of the vessel into the canoe and the paddles of his boatmen flashed as they swept along over the breakers to the beach to tell the king of the great white chief who had come to visit them all these things happened on the sunday on tuesday word came that the king and queen would receive them so captain wilson and all his missionaries got into the whaleboat and pulled for the shore the natives rushed into the water seized the boat and hauled her aground out of reach of the great waves they were startled to see that the king and queen came riding on the shoulders of men even when one bearer grew tired and the king or queen must get upon another they were not allowed to touch the ground the reason was that all the land they touched became their own and the people carried them about so that they themselves might not lose their land and houses by the king and queen touching them so at that place under the palm-trees of tahiti with the beating of the surf on the shore before them and the great mountain forests behind these brown islanders of the south seas gave a part of their land to captain wilson and his men that they might live there the sons of the wild men of the north sea islands had met their first great adventure in bringing to the men of the south sea islands the story of the love of the father of all End of chapter five